Hi, everybody. Welcome to Trek Trek. I'm your host, Justin Chang, and with me is Randy Nelson. Hey, Justin. How's it going? Pretty good. How's it going, Randy? It's going well. It's uh, nice to be back talking about Star Trek of the Discovery variety. Yeah, we're close to the end. Yeah, don't remind me. (laughs) I mean, this season has gotten... Well, this season. It's the first season. This show, I guess, has gotten so good. Uh, I've heard that you even rewatched some of it already. I did. Uh, my brother had missed out on uh, everything since the mid-season break, so I watched mm-hmm. watched all that with him. All the Mirror Universe shenanigans, and all the Chapter Two, yep, ness Chapter mm-hmm. Two ness. Um, yeah, and yeah, it it holds up really well. Yeah, but you were you were telling me before we recorded that that something really stood out to you. Yeah, so uh, we were binging, binge-watching this show, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, my brother was just like, he was, he was into it, but he was mm-hmm. commenting that, oh, another twist? Another twist? <laughs> it is chock full of twists. Yes. Uh, so it yeah. works in the week-to-week format, but right. when you're binge-watching it, it's it's a lot to take in. Right. You know, I, I, I watched, you know, shows like Lost and, and uh, 24 when they were airing, you know, so we had that week buffer in between. But I imagine if you binge watch shows like that now, too, you, you also are just like, ah, come on, you know. Right. But maybe it keeps you binging. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's, hey. he's interested in finishing it off, so. Yeah. And, and I mean, it makes sense. You know, the show is on Netflix everywhere but in the United States. <laughs> so binging is is something you can do well i guess you could binge it on whatever (laughs) amazon yeah i mean there are a good number of people in my office who are waiting for the entire series to be done then Mm -hmm. they'll get their whatever two-week trial of cbs all access and then binge watch it yeah yeah anyways (laughs) Anyways, we're watching it now. Yeah, and it's good stuff. We can't uh, wait to talk about it. Uh, we're going to talk about Star Trek Discovery, Season 1, Episode 13, What's Past is Prologue. Hmm. All right. Can't wait to hear about this one. Uh, so the episode begins uh, with Lorca freeing his people, including Commander Landry, mm-hmm. who we haven't seen for a long time. Obviously, right. this is Mirror Commander Landry. <laughs> right, because uh, she's uh, killed by a tardigrade. Uh, ripper. Yeah, so uh, Lorca frees uh, his people from the agonizers. Uh, we find out that Lorca got to the Prime Universe because he was transporting back to the Buran, the Mirror Buran, uh, while he was flying into an ion storm mm-hmm. uh, as the ship was trying to evade the Karen. Uh, so we're to believe then that his non-mirror self was swapped with him. Yes. And then presumably killed when the ship was destroyed. Yeah. For uh, being chock full of traitors, right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just all about chock full tonight, folks. Uh, meanwhile, on Discovery, Stamets wants to say the mycelium network that is being destroyed by the mycelium-powered reactor on the Curran. Mm-hmm. Uh, on the Karen. It's an all-out war between Lorca and Giorgio. Um, and Michael's off on her own doing her diehard thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 
Mirror Stamets is forced into working for Lorca in order to survive until Lorca doesn't need him anymore and has him killed. Yeah. So Lorca is just no more pretenses, right? He's yeah. just full on bad. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Michael teams up with Giorgio uh, to stop Lorca. Mm-hmm. Uh, she obviously has the emotional attachment to prime Giorgio and mm-hmm. is kind of leading her to side with mirror Giorgio. Right. Um, back on discovery, Stamets wants to arm torpedoes with their remaining spores in order to destroy the reactor on the Karen. Mm-hmm. And, uh, Saru, who's, who's become the captain now, uh, he tells the crew that, uh, discovery is no longer Lorca's ship and they will not accept a no win scenario. Right. He has a, is a great, very, uh, memorable captain's speech to rally the crew. Uh, on the Karen, uh, Michael hands Giorgio over to Lorca, and Michael strikes a deal with Lorca, wherein she stays with him in exchange for the safety of the Discovery crew. Mm-hmm. Obviously, we, the audience, know that they're up to something. Right, of course. And then also, do we really believe that Lorca's going to stick to his word now that he's been revealed as a, as a total bad guy? Yeah. Uh, Tilly and Stamets figure out that they can ride the mycelium wave back to their universe once the reactor explodes. Mm-hmm. Um, so Discovery fires on the Karen, giving Michael and Giorgio a chance to fight back. Uh, ultimately, Lorca gets bested by Michael and then gets stabbed in the back, literally, by Giorgio. Mm-hmm. And out the front. <laughs> And then is uh, kicked into the mycelium reactors who really kill him off. <laughs> right, right. He's he's kicked out the moon door. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it, just like on Game of Thrones. Yeah. Well, it wasn't him on Game of Thrones, but it reminded me of that scene. <laughs> he goes straight into the reactor and just disappears. Uh, yeah, and dies. Or does he? Dun, dun, dun. We, we assume know. he's dead. We assume he's dead. He's I got mean, a sword through him, and then he true. He went out so into space. Yeah, even if as he somehow is joined to become one with the mycelial network, he's he still has a sword stuck in him. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, like you said, what was exposed to space. Uh, so Lorca's troops are trying to break into the throne room, and Giorgio stays behind to cover Michael. Uh, but Michael grabs Giorgio right as Discovery's transporter starts up, and they both beam onto Discovery. Yep. This will totally not cause any problems later on. <laughs> yeah, definitely not. And I'm sure that, that Mira Giorgio will be super into this, right? Yeah, yeah, she's, yeah, it's great. Uh, so Discovery destroys a Karen and warps away. It's very Star Wars. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they they just blow up the Death Star and they've got to escape from the shockwave. Right? I mean, they had a throne room fight too. So yeah, true, true. But in this case, they're actually trying to kind of ride the the shockwave. Yeah. So they uh, destroy the Karen. They warp away and they activate the spore drive. And Stamets is able to find his way after recalling the conversation with Culver when he was in the mm-hmm. Mycelium Network. He's uh he uses the force. He lets go. Mm-hmm. And he finds the, the clearing in the yeah. forest. Uh they end up back in uh the prime universe in the Alpha Quadrant. Uh but they have arrived nine months later than they should have, and mm-hmm. in that time, it seems the Klingons have won the war. Right. Uh oh. That's the end of the episode. 
So that's some very inconvenient time travel. Yeah. You know? So was part of you... Uh, part of you thinking, what if they actually showed up before things happened? I was, how are they going to retcon all of this or I was thinking they were going to jump forward in time, but I was hoping Uh in the back of my mind that they were going to jump forward to enter Kirk's timeline. Uh But then I, I mean, they had to resolve the Klingon war, although they kind of did, right? Because they killed, uh, the leader. Uh Mm-hmm. And they destroyed the ship of the dead. And they effectively killed Volk, right? Yeah. I mean, had him erased from, you know, supposedly erased from Ash. Right. So, you know, it was kind of like he was kind of the one that was the torchbearer, right? He was like, he was the one that was going to carry this whole thing on. But as we're probably going to, you know, so we're going to talk about uh, in our next episode. <laughs> Maybe things uh, went a different way, but uh, now what? So, what did you think of this episode? Uh, it was good. It was a great way to end the Mirror Universe arc. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I actually really like the Mirror Universe arc in general. Oh, uh, it was great. It Some went of my on. favorite episodes ever. I've got to yeah. say. Yeah, it went on longer than I expected, but I didn't mm-hmm. mind it. I didn't mind right. that at all. Right, right. Um, you know, uh, it was just thrilling. I mean, this was. This was like the third act of, you know, a really good movie, mm-hmm. you know, like a really great sci-fi action uh space opera kind of movie. You know, if I if if this had been put together into a feature film, it would have been among the best Star Trek films, I think. Yeah. Um, you know, it just it just had kind of everything to it. And um, you know, I I guess that when you, you know, even though some, you know, folks have left the show and, you know, you know, Brian Fuller isn't there anymore, et cetera, you know, you can kind of tell that they, they put, when they put all this together, you know, before they, they, they started actually filming the show that they really had brought together kind of like a dream team of, of telling stories about Star Trek. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it's great. It's great. And, um, you know, it was, it was, it was still shocking, you know, Lorca, you know, even though he was revealed to be a traitor, you know, Lorca dying. I mean, I don't know. Uh, you know, I guess I imagined that was a possibility, but they actually did it, you know, and, uh, you know, uh, pulling, uh, pulling, uh, Giorgio into, uh, Emperor Giorgio into the prime universe. I mean, it's just, I'm I'm super interested to see where this goes and the fact that they only have two episodes to kind of wrap this up. I mean, I guess they technically don't have to wrap it up in two episodes, but yeah, they they don't have to, I mean, they've got a, they've got a lot on their plate now with the whole Klingon mm -hmm. situation. Mm -hmm. So it should be interesting to, to see where they take it. Um, it is a bummer that, uh, Jason Isaacs will not be on the show. Mm -hmm. I mean, I suppose, I mean, we assume, Mm Hmm. I mean, he, I mean, like you said, he might appear in the mycelial network or something. Sure. I mean, I, I, I feel like they've they've left themselves open to being able to, you know, bring some characters back. Maybe not in the way you'd expect them to come back. You know, still, you know, there's still the whole Colbert situation. We don't know what's going on with that. 
you know, we've heard from the actor that, you know, oh, he's going to be back. He's going to be back. And, you know, we've seen him in the mycelial network. Is he going to basically become kind of like Stamets's, you know, force ghost Obi-Wan? Yep, you know, <laughs> what's going to happen? We don't know. And uh, I don't know if it will exactly be wrapped up. Um, there's uh, uh, one thing I, I, I did see one of the one of the folks involved in uh, in the show, one of you know, the people running the show uh, address was. I don't know if you if you caught this, but there's a, a bit when they're in uh, engineering after they successfully ride the mycelial shockwave and get back to the prime universe, where there's a little speck of kind of the glowing mycelial fungusy stuff that lands on uh, Tilly's shoulder, mm-hmm. and apparently this is something that's going to come back in season two. Okay, and I have no idea how. Yeah, they you were, know what I mean. Yeah. But they they took a moment to kind of focus on it happening, so we'll have to see. Is it is it like a little spore of of Lorca? <gasps> is Tilly going to get possessed by Lorca in season two? You heard it here first, folks. Uh, but yeah, it's this show every week since it's been back from the uh, mid season break has just been not just crazy, but really entertaining. And mm-hmm. I just can't wait to see what happens next. And yeah, yeah. me neither. Uh, next time we're going to talk about the war without the war within. Thanks for listening, everybody. And uh, yeah, we'll talk to you then. See ya. <laughs>